0: This week's episode is sponsored by Smart Home. Looking to simplify your life? Whether it's planning your week or just remembering where your appointments are, Smart Home can help with that. They provide everything from personal assistants like Google Home or Alexa to automated lighting systems and security cameras like Ring for your home. Their products are affordable, easy to program devices that communicate over your home's existing wiring and over radio frequency signals. That means that your appointments are always remembered and that your house is always safe. As a thank you for listening to our podcast, you can use the discount code NERD10, that's nerd one zero at checkout for 10% off on their website, smarthome.com. You can follow them at smarthome on Instagram and at Smart Home, Inc. on Twitter.
1: Hey, this is Clint Wolsey, and you are listening to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge.
0: Welcome to Popner Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Hamm. Thank you for tuning in to another conversation with a fellow creative. If you enjoyed these discussions, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay tuned when our latest episode drops. My guest today is the lead vocalist and guitarist of the band Stone Senate. The band has toured with the likes of Bullet Boys, Tantric, Davison Brothers Band, and has acted as support or direct support for Tom Kiefer Band, Cinderella, Poison, Styx, and The Collective Soul. We talk about what it's like to partner up with certain brands, what it's been like touring and performing over 500 shows, and we talk about the new music Stone Senate has planned for this year. Please welcome my guest, Clint Woolsey. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Clint Woolsey from Stone Senate. Clint, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. Really uh, been looking forward to it and glad to be here.
0: So for our listeners who aren't familiar, why don't you go ahead and um, introduce your fellow bandmates of Stone Senate and share the story of how you guys came together.
1: I've got four other bandmates besides myself. And actually, all, all four of these guys live in Meridian, Mississippi. Uh, as, as I'm in Nashville, and uh, those four guys are, we've got two brothers in the band, Paul Settler and David Settler. Uh, Paul's on the bass guitar, and David plays drums. And then uh, James Edwards and uh, Ted Hennington both play the, more so the lead guitar stuff. And uh, I sing and play mostly rhythm stuff. And we all, we, we've been together for, for about eight or nine years. And uh, it's a strange story how we all got together. We've all known each other for quite some time. And uh, we just slowly, I slowly started getting together with each of these guys, starting with Paul, the bass player back in 2010. And then, then his younger brother, David on drums, came in a couple of years later. And then James Edwards, who had been in a band with Paul and David several years ago, he came in on guitar and then Ted came in after James. And so that's how we, we got the whole thing together, you know? <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. So how yeah, did you guys, yeah. <laughs> how did you guys land on the band name stone Senate?
1: Uh, we started out at the band was called the shakes and uh, we played under that for a few years. And then uh, we were trying to copyright it once we wanted to get serious with it. stuff. So. And uh, believe it or not, uh, this is a bizarre story. We reached out to the owner, uh, the, the guy that owned the name, The Shakes, and it was Bruce Springsteen's original drummer. He's up in New Jersey, and he's a real nice guy. I a cold call uh, from myself about the name. I'm sure it was, was strange to him, but he, he was really nice. And he said, man, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sell the name, but you guys are more than welcome to use it because his band that was called The Shakes was back in the 80s, and it, it didn't exist anymore. But we always thought it was a really cool name. So basically, because we couldn't copyright or trademark that name, we decided to change the name. So everybody came up with names, and I had an idea to call a band The Senate, which everyone dug a lot, and then we just ended up using part of another name that one of the other guys would come up with to come up with Stone in it, you know, if, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, it's such a cool little history of how that kind of evolved. But let's backpedal a little bit. And so how did you start in music, your own personal journey and how you started in music?
1: I've been playing around Nashville for, for several years. And I played in different bands in high school, out of high school, and played in a few cover bands and stuff. And uh, basically just finally got to the point where we really wanted to, to focus on an original music band. And so that, that's kind of how that all started. But it was several years coming.
0: Your music doesn't sound like the typical country or rock and roll. It's this harmonious blend of both genres with a touch of your own style. How would you describe your sound to someone who has never heard it before?
1: What we described it is, I guess, Southern soul rock and roll stuff, because you have the three electric guitars, so you get the the, the dual, the the two guitar harmonized leads and stuff on a lot of the stuff, and then you also get a lot of the the jam kind of stuff, so you get the jam band feel a little bit, but you also get the old 70s rock and roll stuff that we all, you know, enjoyed, grew up on. and stuff and, and you also get a little bit of the like the early '90s kind of rock stuff, like the, a little maybe a little bit of the Soundgarden, Alice and Chains Club as well. He makes all that in with with some good traditional country music, <laughs> and, and then you got Stone and with, with with five guys putting all the songs and all the material stuff together. It, it, it really it's like a big pot of combo. It seems like it's going over well, and we sure do enjoy doing
0: it and it brings us a lot of joy you know it, it sure does and and i can hear that jam band sound because i was listening to your single that we're going to talk about in a little bit whiskey helps and it sounded like something very festival driven or something that you would see in a live setting i could definitely hear like a crowd dancing along to it and just jamming out to it i definitely get that vibe from your music for sure
1: uh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I guess every song can't be 10 or 15 minutes long. Some of them down, hopefully radio plays play something, you know, eventually. But Live, we do a lot of, of improv and a lot of jam stuff, and which we get a lot of that from the, the, the Allman Brothers and, and uh, the Grateful Dead stuff, you know. So it's...
0: <laughs> you've done quite a bit of touring over 500 shows and what's the journey on the road like like how do you stay sane from being away for so long
1: but if you could keep from uh killing each other that's a uh that's the first positive thing i guess we we started out in a 15 uh, passenger band for four or five years and uh, that was when we really started touring heavily and uh, I, I, it was a lot of fun but it was it, it's tough man but when you can't lay down when because you know we're out out touring so much it's just it's, it's hard when you don't get you know any sleep and i'm sure every fan uh in the world knows that but uh, uh, we luckily upgraded to a, a sprinter uh van or little mini bus kind of thing uh, with, with four bunk beds in it, and so uh, at this point, because there's five in the van, we have uh, we have one guy that travels with us and helps us with merchandise, and some other stuff, and so with six in there, you got four guys that can you know physically lay down and sleep, uh, and then two guys, you know, obviously one guy will drive. So we all take turns, and it, it's much better, but it's it's it, it's still a kind of a task being out there, but it's definitely a labor of love, i guess if, if you will you know that makes sense
0: you know? <laughs> for me that's where the artist's real work is because yes recording and putting out music is a huge chunk of the job but also being there and performing for fans is also another huge part of the job description as well and that's where you really get to interact with your audience that's where you get to see your music how people react to it in real time that's where you get to see people experiencing your music
1: yeah, when we started this thing, because we didn't have a lot of money to promote and to get our stuff out there, so the only other option was to tour as much as humanly possible, as we put it. And, um, and so that was the, the way we were able to, kind of like you said, communicate with potential fans and just folks that see you play live. And hopefully, they'll buy a CD or download your your song or something. Get get them a T-shirt, you
0: know,
1: <laughs> and then become a fan.
0: Major endorsement deals with brands like PV, Bullet Cable, Kicking It Coolers, and many more. What are you looking for when you partner with a brand and how do you integrate it within your own brand?
1: Smaller band that you look to see who would want to partner with us, who is a, uh, a known brand and stuff. And then and also it, it was cool because a lot of the endorsements we have uh, is all products that we all use. And like with PV. They have a headquarters down in Meridian, Mississippi, where four, four of the band guys live, and three of them have worked at the PV plant before, and they all have great connections down there, and the PV folks are awesome, man. They're, they're really cool. They've they, they, uh, got a presence up here in Nashville, too. Um, very kind folks, and I guess what, we're one of the smaller, less-known bands still trying to make it that they endorse and stuff, which is pretty cool on our side that they want to team up with us to do anything. And between, I guess besides TV, we did a deal with bullet cables, or bullet cable, and we already were kind of using them as well. And we also did a deal with Carl Martin pedals. We all use their, their different effects pedals. That They make some great stuff, some really cool kind of vintage distortion stuff, pedals, and and then we've also teamed up with Devil Cat Amplifiers and Loser's Bar and Grill. And then a drink company called Kicking the Coolers. And I'm not leaving anybody out here. <laughs> but it's, uh, it, we're definitely lucky to be working with all these folks. So it's a really cool thing. But also the cool thing is we, we use all this stuff too. And so it's a tried and true thing. Uh, and, and tested uh, products firmly stand behind them you know because that uh, they they all work well and, and like i said but we, we all use them before we partnered with them so it all works out really well I,
0: I respect that so much because i know that some artists or are- big personalities, they won't even use a product or something. They'll only promote it or endorse it just because they're getting a check out of it or they're getting something out of it and they're not behind the product. And so I have so much respect for people who actually endorse things that they use. I have so much respect for people who do that.
1: That, That's very kind of you to say just because, like I said, we were lucky to to team up with these folks that we were already using all their stuff and that they wanted to, to work with us and stuff. Even on a on a smaller deal so it's, it's really cool but we definitely looked at all the endorsements and all that stuff
0: so you recently released a single titled whiskey helps can you share with us the story behind the song
1: yeah and actually james edwards one of my bandmates he actually wrote it uh, a few years ago and when we started doing the record we were looking for songs and obviously everybody we're as a band we're all writing together and stuff and james was playing this riff everybody really dug it and he said well man he said that's actually part of this song that i already had called this helps and which is rare for us because mostly the the entire band writes you know all the material but james is like i said he had this song and it was it's a great song we added some some hits and whatnot here and there to spruce it up a little bit but overall it, it came out great one of the Kind of crossover songs that we were looking for because it's a little rock, it's a little country, and so it, it could definitely. We figured it could definitely cross the cross the line there. And uh, but he yeah, he always just said he he wrote the song just about everyday life. You need a little help at the end of the day to kind of get to it, and that, that whiskey's gonna be the help for you. <laughs>
0: I definitely feel like people can relate to that, especially during these times. Like we are all going through it, and hey, a little whiskey definitely helps.
1: Absolutely, whiskey or whatever your whatever your pleasure there.
0: So, what? Excuse me. What has the reception been like to after the release of the single? What What kind of uh, feedback have you been getting from the audience after them Uh, hearing their song? Well,
1: we bet you great feedback spotify actually added us on their country rocks playlist and that our streams up which is really cool man because we've never really had a streaming presence this has been us always has been us pr- promoting ourselves and uh we just recently signed with a label called rolling dice records and these folks are helping us tremendously and so it's really cool because well, we didn't have many streams, and here over the last couple of weeks, our streams have really bumped up. And the country rocks playlist through Spotify's helped tremendously. You know? and so basically, we're just kind of trying to build our whole streaming presence. And even though we we've, we've been out there for several years and, and, and toured a good deal, but we just never, like I said, just never had a streaming presence. You know, so this is really exciting for us to see all these new folks jamming out the tune and and, and digging it and stuff. So it's it's really, it's cool stuff for us.
0: (laughs) Speaking of your music, you also have an EP coming out in early 2021. What can you tease our listeners about that EP?
1: The EP, there's actually going to be two EPs and then that's going to end up leading into a full record. So it'll be two, two, five song EPs and then the full record will have thirteen songs. We're still finishing the, the rest of the record, but we didn't want to wait to but to get we're so excited about the new music basically. We just wanted to go ahead and put the first half out that we already have done. And but that one's just gonna be in was just gonna be titled two. we put an E P out back in two thousand fifteen that was titled one. I don't know it's very original titles there, but, uh, so it'll be, uh, the first, or the first EP next year will be, uh, title two, and then there'll be a second one, title three, and then the full record will be called Between the Dark and the Light with 13 songs,
0: so. I'm excited excited to hear that. That's exciting.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I tell you what, we're really excited. We, we worked with a, a producer named Toby Wright on this record and worked with, Everybody from Van Halen to Allison Chains to Corn. And he's it's, it's just got a hell of a resume. It was an amazing thing to be able to work with this guy. He, he really transformed this band. And uh, so it's, it was a very cool thing, very exciting stuff for us. So but, uh, we're excited to have everybody here. Now.
0: We're definitely looking forward to it. I can't wait to check it out early next year. We're going to have to bring you back at some point to talk about that whenever all the new music's out. For sure.
1: Absolutely. I'd love to get all the band guys on here for it. I know they'd love to be part of it, you know.
0: (laughs) So what's an obstacle that you faced in music and how did you
1: overcome it? What's an obstacle that we faced? In Uh, music, yes. Probably just trying to get our music out there, kind of doing the grassroots thing that, that we've been doing. It was great. You don't necessarily hit the masses, you know, like if if you had a a full-on kind of promotional campaign going on, you know. So our thing, we just kind of wanted to attract enough attention to ourselves through touring uh, in order to get to that point where we could actually get some strong backing and a big push behind this stuff. And just really, that was the main obstacle for us, just trying to get it out there and not really having a lot of backing to do it up until about the last six or eight months. And so we're real thankful for everybody that we're working with at the new label and stuff. They're, they're wonderful. I, I, I tell they believe in the band and stuff. So it's it's going to be a cool thing. I think.
0: <laughs> so uh, what's the key thing to making sure that everybody in the group has a voice and they feel included. I'm sure having five personalities in one group can sometimes be chaotic. So how does everybody make sure that they're included and their voice is heard?
1: And basically, everybody's got a voice. In this. The the five of us, when we own the LLC, which is Stone Senate, the LLC, we all own it together, 20% apiece. And when we did that, just to make sure everybody has a as an equal voice. But besides that, we're all, we're family. And going back to the touring thing, you spend so much time together, you know, and it's, we're all best pals, and, uh, you know, and we, we care enough about each other. We're, we want everybody to have a, a, an equal say in everything.
0: Completely. Because I know that sometimes there could be disagreements in a group, but as long as you guys make sure that you are working towards a goal... That's what matters in the day is just that you're working for the group and making sure that everybody has their voice and, you know, heard and that they're, they're working for the group at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. It's such a cool thing when you work so hard for something for, for so long as a group. And then it starts to come together, and it's, it's it makes life a lot easier. So it's, it's a cool thing, though, you know, but we're one big family, man. So it, it's, it's a cool thing. Everybody definitely has an equal say, so I don't think we'd really want it any other way, not unless a couple of guys get drunk or something and you're trying to, like, you know, <laughs> shoo them out of there, you know. <laughs>
0: If an aspiring musician was asking you for advice, on how did you start out in music, or what was it like for you when you started out in music? What would you tell them?
1: I, I started out in middle school playing in horrible garage bands. And they, even at that point, all we wanted to do was play out in front of people as much as humanly possible. And then, and then, while I was still doing original bands, uh, I, I was playing in a, in a strictly cover bands several nights a week around Nashville. But I was I was trying to make both bands work. Obviously the cover band paid a lot more money than the Stone Center did at the time and stuff. But so I just say get out there and do it as much as you can and try and build your craft up. If you're a drummer, if you're a guitar player, if you're a singer, in my opinion, the more you do it the better you're going to get. So I just say, just get out, do it as much as you possibly can. And then don't ever give up on what you're dreaming for. I know that's easier said than done. I've always heard that. Obviously, I do believe that.
0: This has been so wonderful, Clint. You've just been such a pleasure to sit down and speak with. I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you can tell our listeners where they can check out your music, where they can find you on social media. And yeah, I'm going to turn the floor over to you.
1: I I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, we would love to come back anytime, you know. And everybody can find Stone Senate at com, And then we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and then, of course, uh, all the digital streaming platforms. And definitely once once the world opens back up again and the live shows start happening, I'd love to see everybody out there at a live show and stuff. And thank you again so much for having me. It's been an absolute
0: pleasure. Special thanks to Clint Woolsey for being my guest today. What I really took away from our conversation is to, A, not give up on your dream, and B, find the right people to collaborate with if you're going to form a group. If you want to learn more about Clint and his band Stone Senate, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is a two-man operation, rather I should say two-women operation. It is executive produced by Steph Fam and V. Co. V. Co. serves as the show's creative director, and Steph Fam is the show's host and editor. You can find us on social media at Popner Lounge. For an easy, convenient hub of everything Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week. Tune in next time for another conversation with the fellow creative. I'm Steph Fam.